Hello, welcome to Conspiracy Corner, part of the Dead People podcast. Just a little mini-series, nothing special really, just a little extra episode. And uh, welcome, let's get comfy. I'm going to pour myself a drink, because why not? You know, a bit of ASMR. Ooh, beautiful. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a kind of unscripted, because my other episodes are scripted. Well, there's a lot of research. So I'm just going to read... You can hear my creaky chair as well. You get used to that. You kind of do it in one take. We'll see how it goes. We'll do it, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little... little uh, experiment. See how we like it. It's going to be more casual... I'm just going to react to conspiracy theories. So I'll read them out first. And then kind of react along with them. My sc- Oh, this chair. It's going to get annoying, isn't it? It's a squeaky chair. <laughs> I don't know why I sang that. So we're doing Jack the Ripper. Obviously, we just finished the series on Jack the Ripper. The, well, the victims, anyway. And we are going to, you know, look at the f- conspiracy theories. Some of them, not all of them. Obviously, there's loads of them, but we've I've picked out a few. Um, shall I tell you about each one? Let's let's uh, yeah, let's let's have a listen. So, people think it is the first conspiracy is it's royalty. So, uh, hmm, royalty. What do we reckon? Do we think? Yeah, let's have a look. What does it say? So, I'm just going to go into it. So, was Queen Victoria's grandson the Ripper? Could the Whitechapel murderer have been a member of the royal family? It's a radical idea that was first seriously proposed in the later half of the 20th century, when fingers began to be pointed at Prince Albert Victor, son of Edward VII and grandson of Queen Victoria, who died of pneumonia at 28. <laughs> 28 years old. Jesus, that's young. That's ridiculous. Oh, pneumonia, that's, is that the one where you get cold and you're like sniffly? Maybe. Don't know. But uh, yeah, um, just, yeah, there we go. So several decades into the 20th century, a certain Dr. Thomas Stowell wrote an article which heavily implied Prince Albert Victor had committed the Ripper murders after being driven insane by syphilis. Ugh. Does it drive you insane, syphilis? Okay. So he was basically grasping for any circumstantial evidence he could. Stahl compared the Ripper victim mutilations to the evisceration of deer shot by royals on their country estates. That's nothing to go by. They're hunters. Royal families hunt. Doesn't mean they're going to hunt ladies. That's ridiculous. No. No. Bullshit. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah, no. Another writer called Frank Spearing expanded on this far-fetched concept with his book Prince Jack. But when British officials shruggingly allowed access to the Royal Archives archives to test his theory of a cover-up, Spiring mysteriously didn't take them up on the offer. So they even said, we'll prove to you it's right. We'll prove to you you're wrong. And he's like, no, nah, don't believe it. Idiot. That's a rubbish one. That's a bad conspiracy theory. No. Um. Yeah, no, that's so stupid. So, 
The Royal Ripper theory is shit. I don't like it. It's stupid. They even, you know, agreed to prove that it was false. And they like, ugh. Why would you do, no, stupid. No, one out of 10. So the next one also involves the royal family. It's called the Royal Conspiracy. Now let's go in, let's dive in, let's dive in. So Prince Albert Victor also turns up in the most notorious theory of all. Oh, it's notorious, okay. But as a hapless supporting player rather than the killer himself. The so-called Royal Conspiracy was popularised by Stephen Knight's 1976 book, Jack the Ripper, The Final Solution, and begins with Prince Albert Victor secretly falling in love with a common shop girl called Annie Crook. Utterly outraged, the family put a stop to the relationship, the royal family, sorry, with royal physician Dr. William Gull having Annie Crook certified insane and committed to an asylum. Ooh. I wonder if Annie Crook's real. That'd be cool. So then, according to the theory, a group of Annie's friends, Mary Ann Nichols, Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, and Mary Jane Kelly. Ooh. That's, ooh. Mm. Is Annie Crook real? Is she real? Oh. So she's friends with the five victims, apparently. Okay. So they decide, apparently, to blackmail the royal family, threatening to go public with the story. Hmm. Okay. So then they sent William Gull, a man who's now in his 70s and of poor health, um, who was dispatched by royal decree, decree to slaughter them all in a bizarrely ritualistic fashion. But what about Catherine Eddowes? The fifth cannot... Fifth? She's not fifth. She was the fourth. Idiots. The fourth canonical victim. This article's silly. How dare you. According to this theory, she wasn't one of the blackmailers, but was apparently killed due to mistaken identity. For God's sake. No. No. Like, no. They weren't friends. No. Why would they... <sighs> they may have seen each other in London, but London's a big place. They weren't friends. That's silly. No. No. Uh, I'm enjoying this series. This is great. Um, but no, that, that, that conspiracy theory is fun. I like the idea of it. But no. That, not realistic at all. So that one, I'll give it a 2 out of 10 because I like it. It's funny. But it's kind of funny. It's kind of dramatic and I like it. I like the idea of the friend, them being friends. I don't think they are, though. But, uh, yeah, 2 out of 10. Number 3. Walter the Ripper. Okay, I'm intrigued. So, could Walter Sickert, one of the most eminent British artists of his day, really have had a sideline as the Whitechapel fiend? The theory was first made famous by crime author Patricia Cornwell with a book, Portrait of a Killer. She presents Sickert, a painter ranked almost as highly as Turner and Digger, as having the pathological, woman-hating psychology of a serial killer. Right. Uh, right. How? <laughs> as well as spotting clues in his paintings, Cornwell suggested his sexual fury stemmed in part from having a disfigured penis. Poor guy. 
<laughs> she is reading him to filth. And even got a team of forensic experts analysing the Ripper letters for traces of DNA that she can match with Sickert. Despite her efforts, the Walter the Ripper theory is widely condemned by serious Ripperologists. Am I a Ripperologist? I hope so. Pretty cool. That's a terrible theory. Just because she doesn't like him, by the sounds of it. Sounds like, just, sounds like a personal attack. That rating is terrible. I'm giving it no time whatsoever. That's a 0 out of 10. Just because... You can't just say, oh, he's a killer because he's got a disfigured penis. Doesn't work. Zero. The next one is a good one. It's one of my favourites, actually. I know this one already, but we're going to go for it. Jill the Ripper. Jill the Ripper. So the strange idea that Jack the Ripper may have been a woman goes right back to the early days of the case. With Inspector Abalone, Abilene himself pondering the possibility after Mary Kelly's murder. A witness claimed to have spotted a woman wearing Mary's shawl out and about hours after her apparent time of death. Ooh. So, could this in fact have been the murderer? Jill the Ripper. So she just stole Mary's clothes. Interesting. So, the idea was eventually popularised in a 1939 book called Jack the Ripper, A New Theory. It argued that a woman, perhaps a mad midwife, would be able to wander about in the small hours of the morning without arousing too much suspicion. True. Even if she was flattered with blood, this midwife would have also had the anatomical knowledge to carry out the mutilations. Hmm, yeah. Well, no. A midwife wouldn't know how to do surgery on someone. Would they? Actually, no. Jack's knowledge was quite in-depth. He knew a lot about the anatomical side of... Hmm. I don't know. I suppose you would know. I suppose you do go to medical school, so yeah, you would know the anatomy. Okay, yeah, cool. Plausible. So, the potential Jill was was even named. Her name was Mary Piercy. She was convicted and executed for savagely murdering a a woman and her child in 1890. Sorry, I stumbled all over that. Mary Piercy, sorry. She already was a murderer, but she she was executed for something else. Another murder, not the five victims. But you never know, she could have done them too. So she married a woman and her child. So let's look. Oh, fingers are clicking. Oh, clicking all over the place. Let's look at Mary Piercy, shall we? So, Mary Piercy, she was born in 1866, and she was an English woman, convicted of murdering her lover's wife. Ooh, that's, that's a lot. Ooh, that's bad. So, Mrs. Phoebe Hogg was married to this man, and had a child called Tiggy. Oh, it's a cute name. Um, but they both died in 1890. And she was, she was executed on December 23rd, that same year. And she's also known to be a candidate and suspect for Jack the Ripper. So it's pretty cool. So October 24th, 1890, um, Mary was invited over. No, Mary invited over Mrs. Hogg and her child. Oh. Oh. 
Why would you invite the child over? That's horrible. I suppose the child's got to come. So, it's about 4am, 4pm, sorry, in the daytime. And neighbours reportedly heard screaming and sounds of violence. That evening, a woman's corpse was found on a heap of rubbish in Hampstead. Her skull had been crushed and her head was nearly severed from her body. A black perambulator was found about a mile away, its cushions soaked with blood. An 18-month child um, uh, was found dead in Finchley, apparently smothered. After the adult body was initially speculated to be that of an unfortunate in the press, it was eventually identified as Phoebe Hogg, with a toddler's body being that of her daughter. So, Mary PCS was seen pushing um, baby Tiggy's pram around, her ambulator, pram, around the streets of North London after dark. Oh, that's really sad. Jesus. So basically, yeah, she murdered the mum and took the child for a walk in a pram and suffocated it. Well, that's sick. Oh, Mary Piercy, you sick fucker. Well, at least she was hanged. I'll give that rating a... Ooh, it's a good one. I'm going to say a 7 out of 10. Why not? Killing woman? Cool. She's done it before. She'll probably do it again. Yeah, 7 out of 10. Plausible. Now this one's a weird one. This is Lewis Carroll. Hmm. Don't know. It's a... Let's see. So perhaps the most unlikely suspect to be seriously proposed is Lewis Carroll, author of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Rumours have always swirled around his friendship with the real-life Alice and his possibly paedophilic tendencies. But in the 1990s, a man called Richard Wallace took things further with a book, Jack the Ripper, light-hearted friend, which, uh, which fingered Carroll as a ripper. I hate that phrase. If you finger someone, no, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> but, um, no. Okay, the evidence? Apparently, Carroll confessed everything through hidden anagrams in his writing. Oh, for God's sake. Wallace took passages by Carroll and rejigged the letters to spell out phrases like, I got a tight hold of her and slit her throat. What? The trouble is, you can do the same thing with any piece of writing. As one withering reviewer of Wallace's book showed by rejigging Win the Pooh, to prove A.A. Milne was the real killer. Yeah, that's bullshit. That rating gets a zero as well. These are not good theories. Zero out of ten. Well, I very much enjoyed that. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining me as we talk through these rubbish conspiracy theories. They weren't very good, were they? Hey, we might do more. I'll find some more. We'll do some more. It's good. But uh, that was Conspiracy Corner. Uh, Thanks for listening. Stay safe, don't die, and I'll see you very soon. Bye.